Hi, welcome to Cursed. I'm Josh or Bones, and uh, today I'm joined by Vincent Higginbotham. You have a new book coming out. Um, and for those who aren't familiar, I think you've been doing some podcasts, but if you'll uh, introduce yourself to uh, the the um, the people that listen. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, hey, everybody. My name is Vinny um, or Vincent Higginbotham officially, but um, I like the name Vinny. Uh, and yeah, I have a book coming out called How Witchcraft Saved My Life, Practical Advice for Transformative Magic. It is published by Lou Ellen worldwide or books um on instagram and it should really of this year so um and i have done a couple podcasts but not many at this point okay. so you're like number three which is kind oh. of cool actually <laughs> it's like you know synchronistic right um yeah it was um i think you had sent me your um rough not rough draft um the uh <laughs> the the um pdf of the book to to read and stuff and um that was at like a time where i didn't know if the uh, podcast would continue and then got it was able to keep it got it going through the end of the fall and um i think it was you that reminded me like hey by the way and it's like oh yeah, I want to try to get you in before it releases. And um, so hopefully we're doing that well enough um, <laughs> to get some hype around it. Right. Um, yeah, actually. So when I, um, when I first reached out to you, I was like, well, let's just see, because I was reaching out to all kinds of people to get blurbs. And like in, for those who don't know, in the publishing world, when you've written a book, um, kind of after the acquisition editor is like, okay, it's a go. Like you've done your revisions and it's like kind of your second or maybe third um, version of your book um, with all of the changes that they want made, you can then send it out to people. So it's like unedited essentially because there could be like mistakes and stuff in it, but that's what I originally sent you. Um, hopefully there weren't a lot of mistakes. And then, um, yeah, I was just like, hey, take it, take and read this because I had known about your podcast. Like I listen, obviously. And I was like, I just want these people to like, you know, like my, like my book and maybe like say good things about it. And then, um, and then when I reached out, I was just trying to find out like, hey, did you get to read it? Like, what did you think? And you were like, I want to have you on the show. I'm like, oh, I didn't even consider that. <laughs> I was just like, whatever, I'll send it out to people. And you're like, let's have you on the show. I'm like, that's a good idea. So, um, but yeah, and it is in perfect timing, actually. So, that's, yeah, uh, because I think um, you're now working with uh, Meg and Witch With Me and all that, too. Um, so I it kind of works actually. out. All, uh, that's your like fault, actually. <laughs> So like when I reached out to you, you were like, you should talk to Meg. And I had just started following her. Like I had been paying attention to Witch With Me since Gather the Witches. And um, I was like, okay, cool. Like, let me pay attention to them. And then I had just started following Meg. And I hadn't even, I think, had a conversation with her. I was just following her. And I think that she followed me back. And then um, you were like, you should talk to Meg. I was like, I should talk to Meg. I was like, I don't even know what I need to talk to Meg about but I should talk to Meg. And like, you gave me this really good direction of like, you should talk to Meg. Um, and then I did. And since then, now I'm like writing reviews for the Witch With Books. And um, actually Meg and I just started a book club that 
launches. We technically launched now. We're getting subscribers for the first month of June. So um, we're going to be reading for the book club. Book readers have an option to read Intuitive Witchcraft or um, Life Virtualized by like really great authors, you know? So like both these books are awesome and I'm getting to like interact with other authors too. So like meeting Meg at your direction has really like seriously enhanced my life at this point. Well, that's good. Cause I thought, well, I'm going to do my best, but I know Meg has been reaching out to me to interview people and um, I do, well, I've done a few things around which with me, uh, my other podcast hex files did together the witches and we do their uh, witch with TV series, which we've been so busy and had so much stuff come up that we haven't released one in a, in a minute, but um, that should come <laughs> before this, but it's been a lot of fun and she's got so many good connections and so many uh, resources. It's, it's so nice to hear you kind of connect and like um, have a spot and all this stuff. Like I just see all the new book club stuff popping up. I got the emails. Yeah. Um, so it's kind of nice to see that like that little relationship kind of um, just Blossom. in passing. I, yeah, I was just like, oh, yeah. she'll help plug your book, I'm sure. But uh, that's so cool. Um, they're great over there. Uh, Meg yeah, they really that. are. Like, listen, Meg is quick as a whip, dude. Like, it's just ridiculous. She is just on it all the time. And um, she's got a really good mind for what she's doing. And then um, Louisa's great also. And like everyone on the team is really great. So, and I already know Serendipity and Key from, you know, having been in the witchcraft community for a while. And uh, so them being part of it was just more reason to pay attention to Witch With Me. And then to know that they're doing so much with them and like have no issues made it even more, I guess, easy for me to be like, hey Meg, let's do things together. And so like, yeah, but really because you gave the direction, you were like, hey, you should do this. I'm like, I should do this. So. For some reason, Meg is like, oh, um, I trust uh, their opinion. For some reason, for now she does, but that might change. <laughs> I mean, I doubt it. I doubt it'll change. Like you The craziest thing she, I need to so. do is, <laughs> she's so busy, but the one thing I need to do is actually have her on Curse, talk about her book, talk about all this other stuff. Um, but yeah. Have you read uh, her book? Um, no, I have yet to. It's um, so it's in my, good. It's in my that's list it. of have to it reads. and that's. Well, I'm scared to ask her so far because um, I'm like, um. <laughs> listen, it was on my list for a while and I was like, oh, I got to get to this. I got to get to this. And uh, I do this thing while I'm working. I can listen to books on tape and like I can I, I'm attention deficit, which I really don't think is a deficit. I think it's a gift, but um, I, I have to do multiple things at a time or I can't function at all like I can't focus unless there's multiple things that I have to focus on and so listening to books is a really great way to do that and so I listened to Meg's book quite a few times actually and it is just like chock full of really practical spells for healing and not just like healing yourself but healing relationships healing the earth healing all kinds of things and not to like gas you know Meg up hard or anything but like she deserves it so I don't mind doing it like the book is really worth reading so get to that for sure. Right. Yeah. Um, 
That's as much as we'll talk about Meg because she's not paying for a sponsor spot. No, I'm kidding. (laughs) I blamed Corey because I was spending so much time reading Corey's book, which is like this encyclopedia of folk magic that it's definitely pushed the other ones back. But um, no, I was able to read yours. And when I read the title, I was like, oh, this is going to be, this is going to involve some shit, like some personal Mm. shit. Because you don't name a book How Witchcraft Saved My Life and it be like a, just, you know, a walk in the park kind of one-on-one stuff. So um, with your book, you sh- you do share like every chapter uh, involves um, a nice little setup. You give like a good little, um, a section about your story, um, mm-hmm. things you wish you had known uh, or knew and, mm-hmm. and known, learned. Um, and then <laughs> like good journaling ideas. I'm a horrible journaler. I don't know if that would ever help me, but I just don't have the attention span to journal, but I probably should. Right. And then like with some of the practical like uses and stuff. And um, I really liked how it was set up. Uh, So with all that being said, what made you think I need to write this? Like I have to put this book out in the world of witchcraft. Dude, that's such a big question. So (laughs) it all started back when the dinosaurs roamed the earth. No, um, like when I was eight years old, I, I knew that I don't know why I knew, but I knew that I was put on the earth to deliver a message. And I don't, I never knew what that message was. And like, as a kid, I was always super attracted to Hermes and like my family's very Catholic. And so deity worship wasn't a thing, but I was really into Hermes and I didn't understand why. And then throughout my life that always stayed, like I have wings tattooed to my ankles and all kinds of stuff. And then he's a messenger, right? Yeah. So I just always kind of felt really attracted to this idea of, Hermes as a deity in some form or fashion throughout my life. So at eight years old, I'm like, oh yeah, I love Hermes. He's a messenger. I'm here to deliver a message. And like, I don't know why an eight-year-old thinks the things that they do, but now, God, like 32 years later, I have a book coming out. (laughs) And and I was like, I'm going to write a book one day. And now I'm working on my second book and planning my third and, and doing all this stuff that like writers do. Right. And so, um, I never knew what I was going to write about, but somewhere around, I don't know, 30, 33, um, somewhere in that realm, I started realizing that my life was, was a good book. And um, I always thought, okay, well, I'll, I'll write memoirs because I'm a big, big fan of like Augustine Burroughs and people like that. But then I'm also a really big fan of people like Chuck Palahniuk because I like the way that they talk in their books. Oh my God. And, um, yes. Yeah. Yeah. Like they're great. Right. Um, And so I just always thought that I'd do either memoir or fiction and that it would be really great, like either one of them, right? Because they're kind of like my writing gods, my writing idols, let's say. Um, And so, I don't know, like randomly, I had the opportunity to go to Mystic South for the first and only at this point, but hopefully next year, if everything gets suited out, right? Um, Like I got to go to it and and Llewellyn was doing pitches. Heather Green, who's my acquisition... um, editor is fucking awesome she's just a phenomenal person and let me just say like while gassing up other people because i believe in giving up gratitude and talking up other people heather green is like not only an acquisitions editor but also a writer so she knows like both sides and so it's just she's really helpful right and so when i went to this um this pitch that they were having at the conference i sat down and i was like well i don't i don't really know (laughs) like i was not prepared as one should be. Um, 
but I was like, I, I want to write about how witchcraft relates to my life and the life that I've lived. Like, like I've had trauma and I healed and I'm fine. And like, you know, I'm good. And witchcraft has a lot to do with that. And she was like, okay, well like send me some stuff. Here's my email. And so I sent her out like things and she was like, um, you're a good writer. So that's always nice to hear. And then um, I sent her out kind of, I don't know, like two chapters of what I was working on. She's like, this isn't going to work, but this is what I see. And then she really gave like this excellent direction. She was like, it has to be about like witchcraft more than your life, obviously, because we're, that's what we publish. I'm like, yeah, well, this makes sense. Um, and so just through some, you know, gentle guidance, she helped guide me toward this story that happened. So I guess like it, kind of became born from the idea of I'm going to do this. You know what I mean? Like it, 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 there was a necessity for it and that's how it happened. If that makes sense. Yeah, this is exactly, I had more tell us on and have become friends with them. And this is exactly what happened to them. They went to mystic mm. self, mm -hmm. talked to Llewellyn. Um, yeah. Hopefully, cause mystic South is not that far from me either. And right here I was like, Oh, found out about it and going to go. It was pandemic time. And, um, so yeah, so hopefully next year um, there'll be a Mystic yes. South because I feel like there's plenty of people to meet there. Um, I don't know that, which we joke about writing a book with hex files about our stupid um, ad adventures, but um, I was like, yeah, apparently you go to Mystic South, you um, get roped into a book deal with Llewellyn. <laughs> that's so funny. I mean, well, that's not necessarily the only way. Like, I guess- well, of course. Um, you know, they're always interested in hearing what you got to pitch, um, especially like if you have a direct line to an acquisitions editor, like they'll, they'll pay attention to you. They'll listen, they'll hear you out and they'll tell you if it's bad. <laughs> like they'll be right. like, no, this won't well, work, but we see this. And like, you know, like if you're able to take the guidance and like follow the formula, essentially, like you can, you can get there. And I mean, like, why not? Why not write about your crazy adventures? Well, I think files? it's, um, I think it's a good uh, practice that they are so open to different aspects. It's not just let's pump right. out um, the same book over and over and over. Mm -hmm. um, and there's a lot of good stuff that's coming out and has come out recently. Um, right. So it's nice. Um, I'm sure it's exciting to be like involved with all of that. Um, and now that you said you're planning a second and a third, it's kind of yeah. crazy. It's like, that's, I feel like that's what Mortellus was talking about too. It's kind of like they didn't plan on writing one and then boom, now they've got a couple. So um, yeah. that's so awesome to hear though. Um, and I know you probably can't talk about those, but if you can, um, and of course, I mean, when I they come out. a little bit. I can talk a little bit about it. Yeah. Um, yeah. The, the one that I'm working on now, I'm actually in re revisions with, um, and I'm working on it with Martha Kirby Capo. She, um, does like the editing and whatnot for the Agora on Patheos Pagan. Mm -hmm. um, she's a phenomenal co-worker or co-writer or whatever you want to call it. Like, I just love her to death. And uh, we tell each other that we're our writing lobsters all the time, like, which comes from Friends. Did you ever see Friends? Some of it, yes, but I'm okay. not the... Um... Rachel and Ross are each other's lobsters in Friends. Like, it's just a thing. And so <laughs> she was like, we're each other's lobsters. And I was like, riding lobsters. And now, like, we constantly send pictures of lobsters to each other. Nice. <laughs> like, it's weird. But, like, yeah, we're in the middle of revisions on that. And I won't give too much away about that book. But um, that's what's happening now. And then the third book that I have planned is 
totally under wraps because I'm still developing it. Well, um, as far as this one's concerned, there's so mm-hmm. many good um, kind of bit like I'm, I'm drawn to obviously the parts where you talk about protection and um, and setting boundaries, because I think everybody could stand to to reevaluate and set new boundaries and reevaluate some others. Um, somebody that learned that really well last year um, right. and in relationship and work and all this other stuff. But um, as far as that goes, there was one um, part and now it slips my fucking mind that I was going to say like, that was such a good idea. I've never thought of it that way. And maybe it'll come back to me because hopefully that's how my hopefully, shit Cause I have no idea what you're talking about. <laughs> right. There was, um, <laughs> fuck. I'll think about it. I'll think about okay. it. Um, okay. But yeah, with your, what, did you find it hard to like share some of that personal story? Is that something that you thought, well, fuck it, I'm just going to put it all in this book? Or was it like, I have to get this out for others um, or for just my self catharsis so kind of? I think like it wasn't really cathartic, honestly, because I've always been that person who's like, this is my life and I will share it unabashedly I'm completely transparent like I believe in transparency I want other people to be transparent with me in fact when people are not transparent with me I don't get it I don't understand I don't I don't catch on to like um like social cues and stuff like that Uh I'm just maybe I'm you know dumb or something but like I just don't get it like I need people to be as direct and forthcoming as they can with me because that's the only thing I'm gonna get Like, I'm very much like my heart is on my sleeve, my everything is on my sleeve. And so in writing the book, like writing the really personal parts, that was very easy for me. Um, Because I always knew that that's what I'm here to do. Like, based off of kind of all the traumas that I've experienced in my life um, and survived every time, I knew that I'm, I'm surviving these things and going through these things like cancer and living with HIV or like being homeless for a decade and abuse and, you know, like all of these things that I've like gone through and lived through and suicide attempts and everything, right? Like I got through it because somebody out there needs to know that they can. And so it's, that's just always been my mission to make sure that they know they're not alone and that they can make it. Because if I did, I mean, like anybody can. Like I'm a high school dropout who like went to college after I was homeless for a decade. In fact, going to college is really what got me out of being homeless. So like it's, it's possible. And I want people to know that they have the sovereignty to pull it off. You know what I mean? Yeah. And so kind of the harder part was identifying. So like, it wasn't like I knew the witchcraft to like help myself then. You know what I mean? Like my whole life, like you've read the book. So, you know, like I'm constantly bombarded by witches. There's witches throughout my life. I know. I was reading um, that and like, oh my God, you like these big moments, these witches pop up and change the course. Every time. And that is why witchcraft saved my life. It's not because I, I did magic that like rescued me. It's because witches showed up and they're like, I got you. Let me help you out here. Let me like get you off the street. Let me like do a protection spell for you against your abuser. Let me, you know, like do this to help you in this way. And it's just every time, right? That's and so, so like, that's how witchcraft saved my life. That's so Hecatean too. Like yeah, to, it really is. To have these little like maybe crossroad moments or like when you talk about mm-hmm. the liminal spaces and stuff, and that's where it kind of happens. Um, yeah it's like the witches were the torches they like yeah. shined their they like showed me the path They're not like, to oh, mention like you know here? this right. is the one you want 
with with the mentions of abuse and Mm -hmm. addiction and homelessness i mean you know i've said it before on the podcast too and it and you mentioned i mean hecate is this goddess or deity of um the marginalized and oh yeah i think those individuals whether they decide to work with her or find that they are called to her or that she's just been kind of leading like there's you know there's nothing easy about working with certain deities for some people but then there's the darker ones in that uh, that idea of well the people I know that she gravitates towards or has a really have close relationships to do have trauma in their past and I'm not Mm. saying that that's like you know like you said, it's not book. a prerequisite, but right. Um, yeah. A lot of people do, but I feel there's an understanding or a call that involves her that your eyes are open to if you have suffered in those realms of things. Not that you have to, but I feel like there's a your view and like your connection to everything is skewed a little bit in her direction already. Mm, if that makes yeah. sense. Well, I mean, yeah, like if you experience a life of trauma or just even any trauma, and let's let's like just go ahead and put this out there, like trauma can be anything. Trauma can be puberty for some people, you yeah. know, and like for others, it could just be like, oh, my dad used to beat me or, you know, or it could be super extreme, like constant sexual assault, you know, um, bad relationships, all kinds of things are trauma and everyone's trauma is equal, right? And so I think that, I think that people who experience a lot of trauma know the underworld in a way that, that I, I don't think that everybody does, you know, like, I don't think that everyone looks at life and is like, I'm in hell and is like, but this is okay. You know what I mean? Right. I think, I think a lot of people are in the underworld and they're like, Oh fuck. But that was never my approach. I was always just like, all right, well, this is where we're at. This is what we're doing. And we're going to just truck on through. Yeah. And I think that is really what, like, if I look back at my life, I think Hecate was always there. Right. But um, like Hermes was always there too for me. And so in that way, he was just kind of my guide through the underworld while I learned my way. And then once I found my way out and I was like able to um, transcend realms, that's when Hecate came in, when I was like, not just in the one realm anymore. Does that make sense? Yeah, it's kind of, well, what's weird is, so I feel the same way as like, after growing up and finding witchcraft and working with Hecate in my mid twenties, um, I, I look back and I think, well, it's hindsight just 2020, but it does seem that there were these times that kind of led me here and that I was already kind of on that path, even though I didn't call it a certain thing. Yes. And what's weird is my um, younger brother, he um, felt a call to Hermes and we had started talking and I knew there were some connections, but it was after communicating and talking with him that finding out all these connections between Hermes and Hecate um, and even down to like how our familiars interact with us and deity was kind of like very similar even though it was something we never really discussed Um, you know he's let's see how old is he now I think he just turned 21 so we're like a good difference in age I'm 35 and you know I was always like well I know he's too smart to stay with Christianity he's too questioning uh, is probably the better way to say it. 
um, at least the Baptist form of Christianity that we grew up in. And he just kind of came to me one day and was like, you know, I, I kind of know your path and it's interesting to me. And I was like, yeah, I never wanted to like lead you down that, but um, having Hermes and Hecate in those similar roles in a way, kind of archetype idea of liminal and crossroads and then the underworld mm-hmm. and kind of um, the psycho pomps and stuff. Yeah. I think there's something to that when you say, when you're in the underworld, it's kind of a different mindset. Like sometimes you just decide this is home. I got to make of it what I make of it. And um, maybe that's, maybe that's the key to Hecate's like presence and stuff or the people that end up in the underworld and just kind of say, well, fuck it. I'm going um, <laughs> to, I'm going to reside here. <laughs> I'm going to rule motherfucker. Right. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I remembered, I, I glanced through the um, book. Of, I was like, let me look at your contents in the the front of it. And just, it's the hex wards. That's what I thought. Oh, yeah. And, you know, I'm reading your book thinking there's a lot of this that I understand and know as somebody who's practiced, but at the same time, it's always good to read somebody else's interpretations and their experience mm-hmm. with it because you learn a little bit. And the hex wards, it's like, that is such a good idea. And I'm, it's not that I'd never thought of them but you I guess put it in a way that I'm I'm like okay I definitely want to do this (laughs) a lot and it's all those like protective like to me it was kind of the idea of like a um protective thing that oh it's you know if you mess with it then you get kind of hexed but Mm. um the Mm -hmm. way you described it is kind of like what this the ward is a wall and then a hex ward is kind of like this is a wall with poison darts in it um right and I loved right. that kind of, uh, that and that idea. And I started thinking about it like, wow, this really kind of, and I just, just reading somebody else's, I guess, I don't want to say basic in a bad way or one-on-one in a bad way, but reading that over and over from different people, I think kind of shares everybody's kind of experience and it deepens your knowledge and your thoughts and ideas of what you can use it for. So um, right. that was the thing I was thinking of earlier when I said there was something that really like got me that was like, damn, I need to try this out. And um and I've never thought of it that way of kind of maybe not even a booby trap idea, but you know what I mean? It's kind of like, right. Well, I think that especially when you're, all right. So let's like be honest about the witchcraft community, right? There is always shade. Like, like, I mean, and not in everyone in the witchcraft community. Right. But like any community has shade. Right. Yes. And so I think that when you're dealing with witches, um, you have to be aware that they know the things that you know too. You know what I mean? So like yeah. they have the potential to hex you. They have the potential to ward you. They have all this stuff, right? And so I just, I was in a situation um, with a particular person and I was just like, you know, I don't really want to do anything to them. I just want to protect myself. But if they fuck with me, I want it to like fuck with them, you know? Yeah. And I am not well read. So, um, when it comes to like witchcraft books and stuff, I am so far behind a lot of other people. And a lot of the things that come to me are very intuitive and they're from the spirit. And when I sit down with my, you know, book of shadows or whatever you want to call it, um, things just come out and then I'm like, oh yeah, okay. And then like later someone will be like, oh, I've done something like that. I'm like, really? Wait, people do this? <laughs> like, I never know. And so um, I wasn't aware that that was a thing until I had talked to somebody about it. And then because 
I knew it was such a thing. I was like, well, like, does everyone know? And if, if not, like, let's just make sure. So when I included that, I felt like it was really important, but then it was also like, I wouldn't be true to myself if I didn't include things like that, you know, because um, who is it that says, Cindy Brennan says that a witch that can't heal can't hex, right? I think that, I think that she coined that term. And um, I, I really appreciate that, that term because like, it's true. Like if I can't heal myself, how can I like think clearly enough to hex something? And doesn't that also pertain to protecting? So like when it came to a hex ward, it just made sense. Like, all right, well, here's something to put inside the wall that will, you know, attack your ass if you try to attack me. Right. It's kind of um, that offense and not just defense mm -hmm. after the fact. And it's kind of right. not because, um, I mean, when you have shade and you have gossip and you have all these other shit and, you know, things can. So it's like, I don't want to do anything to this person if they're mm -hmm. not actually attacking me. But my suspicions are they might be. So instead of just unloading on them and making a mistake, I'm protecting myself and kind of like, fuck you too, if you're actually doing something. So yeah, like, oh, that's such a good idea because I, I deal a lot with, I do more cursing and hexing and protective stuff than I do uh, anything else. And yeah. um, that's just how, that's just how I roll. And I, I do it for myself. I do it for other people and um, it's how my familiar works. So to add this into like the kind of um, toolbox of like, oh, okay, let me play with this and work with this. Uh, if I ever feel the need, was a good little, um, uh, little uh, like light bulb or something that kind of popped up when I was reading it. So it was nice That's to awesome. actually see that alongside of stuff. Now, as far as journaling goes, um, I really have to try to do journaling at some point in my life <laughs> because I'm just not <laughs> good at doing it. Um, but there's so many people, again, and I love that your book includes those kind of prompts and exercises. Um, alongside of tips on spells and how they worked for you and um you like you're a big proponent in the book of using your intuition and your like witch sites um which yeah. is great and uh, i'm sure I, I know i think you uh reference it as a um damn now i can't even think of the word you reference it as a, a, a source material or not so, or as a resource uh, but psychic witch by matt oren um, oh yeah and that's like a very good they, and it's like, if you start diving into all the, the clear senses, um, you know, I feel like you find your strengths and things like that. But even your examples of, of things to try to, um, to bring those up and kind of strengthen those. Uh, but at the core of it, it's just, you already know, it's that knowing. Um, and so I feel like I can relate to you on that aspect of even before I was a witch, I had that knowing. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So like, yeah, I definitely, um, you know, I, I put books like suggested readings at the end of each chapter and I suggested readings that pertain to the chapter, but also that I'm familiar with, you mm -hmm. know what I mean? That I've, that I've read, that I've listened to whatever. Right. And so, um, how do you, how do you write a chapter about Claire senses and not mention psychic witch? Right. I mean, like especially in the in the current world it's like let's not bring up some book from the 80s let's talk about the book that's most recent and is like you know well received because it's got good information right and um and i think that like 
you know, even if you're not a witch, clairsenses are a thing. I mean, I wasn't a witch when I was like, oh, I want to be psychic. I want to be clairvoyant, you know, like that was, that had nothing to do with witchcraft. That just had to do with me being a human who, you know, wants to be more connected to, um, well, what I understand now is your higher self. Right. And so I just think that, um, like being able to be in touch with that is really important, but then also, um, I don't think everybody realizes how how accessible that really is. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, like the like I'm ridiculously claircognizant. Like I just know things. I don't know why I just know things, but I just know things. And so like it was really helpful in in school with tests or like when I'm being lied to, I just know. And um, and then when you really start paying attention to those things, you start like being like, oh yeah, but I, I'm thinking this too. Like, is it is it my internal dialogue? Is is does this mean I'm clairaudient? You know, and things like that. Or like you're listening to the radio and a song comes on and it's the message that you need to hear. This is clairaudience, right? Mm-hmm. And so when you really pay attention to the world around you and to yourself and how you're interacting with the world around you, you learn that like you are using clear senses, regardless of whether you term yourself as a witch or not, right? And I don't think clear senses are only for witches. Um, you don't have to term yourself as anything to have access to that. But I don't, I don't think that it would be very easy to find a witch and I could be wrong. And if I am, I might get like, you know, hate mail or something which is okay cool send it to me if i'm wrong but like i don't think you're gonna find anyone who's practicing as a witch who doesn't experience a clear sense in some way you know what i mean yeah it's um and i feel like it like you said you don't have to be a witch to have it but i do feel like it goes hand in hand when if you're working with witchcraft whether you call yourself a witch or whatever you call yourself because you're touching into energies or tapping in and being observant to things that others just aren't. And so those things are going to be heightened because you're working with them. Uh, That's why I feel like, you know, there was something very interesting um, in your book, how you mentioned, like, I just don't want to interact with the spirit realm like that. Um, And, you know, some people have to shut that off. Some people have to Mm -hmm. set the boundaries for that and other people, but I feel like, again, you don't have to be a witch to have those connections, but when you're a witch, those things kind of, it's like a light being turned on. It's kind of right. like you, right. Like you're things. in the house, you've turned on a light. They see the light in the window and they're like, Oh, somebody's home there. It might be warm. Yeah. It's right. like the five of pentacles. There's like a light in the, in the window and they're like right around the corner, we can get out of the rain. You know what I mean? Yeah. And so like, I mean, I think that that's a thing. And for me, when I was a kid, I, had this horrible experience with shadow with shadow people i was gonna and talk about it was that because that freaked me terrifying. out it was terrifying to be like five and like literally what i called the devil like i still call it the devil um was like on my windowsill i'm living in new orleans and there's this like shadow figure walking back and forth on my windowsill and i'm like scared terrified to go to nap time you know, right, because that's very early, that's very early in the book, and I was like, "Oh shit!" Right, this is very like, disturbing. Mean, it was it was just like probably the scariest thing I've ever experienced. I mean, I I would have to say like on on my list of scary supernatural things, that's definitely on there. And um and you know when I I didn't know I was setting a boundary at the time, but I stood up and I'm like, "You can't be here. You have to go." And it got pissed and it pulled the shades out of my window, and I shit you not. 
it pulled the shades out of the window. And I don't know, like, I don't know how to explain that other than just being like blatantly honest and being like, this is what happened. Because like, when I talk to my mom about it now, I'm like, you remember this? And she's like, yeah, I'm like, I wasn't lying. And like, I mean, she seriously, she's like, well, I believe you now. I'm like, okay, cool. Like now that I'm 40, <laughs> you believe me, but you didn't believe me when I was five. Right. Like what? Like why? Why are you open to it now? You know, but whatever people grow. So like, but it was terrifying. And then I was tormented until I was like, I think 10, 10 or 11, something like that. I don't remember my exact age. I must say it in the book because I, I definitely deep dive into the shadow people. Um, I might've been like eight or nine around the time that I made them go away. But like, I literally just, every time I saw a shadow person, I'm like, you're not allowed to bother me. You're not allowed to bother me. And there are times now as an adult where I'm like, do I miss that? Kind of maybe, like it would be cool to interact. But at the end of the day, like, I don't want that. I don't want to like talk to dead people. I don't, I don't really, I don't want a familiar. Like, I think it's cool that people have them, but I have no interest in that. Because for me, like the spirit that I work with is the source and, and I work with Hecate, to connect to that source you know what i mean mm -hmm. and i understand egregores and i like i like egregores i don't like spirits you know because like the whole idea of spirits or entities that have this like like extra kind of cognizance or extra i don't know not i guess extra dimensional would be the word to use kind of like feel to them just don't feel comfortable to me so like i live on this land that my sister and my husband are both like this land is bad and i'm like i don't feel anything but it's because i i like put up that boundary and i'm like nope nothing like that's allowed to bother me you know what i mean right and like and i set it up at such a young age that like i wouldn't even know how to get rid of that now because it's like ingrained in me it's like my magical dna is like got this permanent shield and I'm happy with it because I don't want to experience that. But when which it comes is, to, go ahead. Well, I was going to say, which is odd because usually, again, um, a lot of my practice with Hecate and my familiar is spirit work. And then you have right. all the witches that are like, oh, they they want it or they they mm -hmm. interact with it somehow. And I mean, I'm always doing, um, got Ouija boards, haunted dolls, uh, especially yeah. with the hex file <laughs> stuff. But I mean, that's the other thing too, is if you don't want it, then you don't want it. Yeah. Like, and that doesn't make me less of a witch or anything, right? Because not. like at the end of the day, like it's my path and my path doesn't call for that. Like, I mean, you know, the whole like idea of light and love is given such a bad name. And I wouldn't ever say that I am a light and love witch because I'll fucking hex your ass just as fast as I'll protect you, right? But when it comes to the things that I want to work on, it's it's very much about, you know, healing myself, helping other people find their healing, um, or, you know, like creating good fortune for people, things like this, like it feeds me. But then also, um, I, I just, I don't, I don't think I ever have the need to interact with the realm outside of my deity, because at the end of the day, like my deity doesn't require that of me. And like, yeah, she's the goddess of the dead and and she's got her horde and everything but that's not all that she is right and she's, she's got that under control she, she's yeah. like <laughs> she's got plenty of followers who are handling that she needs followers who do what i do too like that's how i see it you know and i'm like this works and um and you know like i think that um for for me being like unconquerable is more important than 
like the underworld. And I think that for me being the like all tamer is so much more important than, you know, um, like her horde and, and dealing with those things. And, and I totally applaud people who want to do that. Um, like, but you would never catch me on a ghost hunting team. (laughs) (laughs) I would, I mean, like, I don't even, I mean, the ghost would probably avoid the whole situation because I'm like ruining the whole vibe, you know, like, and that's cool. Like, that's okay. Like we all have, it takes a village and that's just, you've got your phone off the hook and that's fine. Uh, You turn the lights out. Uh, yeah. But that's the thing is, I think, you know, too, like your intuition tells you, um, and that's part of your path as well. Like, this doesn't interest me. I have no business. I don't want to mess with it. So I'm right. going to turn that off so I don't get bothered with it. Right. Right. And like, I mean, like my whole journey is about like connecting to the source and and understanding that and and learning how to manipulate my world around me to to fit my desires and to bring them out into fruition. And so I just think that... Um, helping other people realize that is a really important thing too. I mean, don't get me wrong. I think I, I, I love to watch things. Like, I think you guys went to like a bar or something a couple times maybe. And like, we're trying to interact with the dead. Weren't you? Oh yeah. We, uh, with yeah. X-Files, we go and yeah. do like our paranormal, which, um, there's plenty of local stuff and we're doing it in July. Um, we're going to, um, somewhere in Indiana, uh, with some ghost hunter friends and um, nice. then we do the haunted doll stuff um, yeah and then we go look for Bigfoot too so you know <laughs> it's just, um, you know but that's the that's the thing is like and even even broken down to that there's so many different clear senses on something like that where yeah. somebody might smell something and another person sees something and another person hears something and as a collective you share these notes but not one person gets it all at once sometimes right, and um right it was a very interesting um a, a way to think about um the spirit world in the sense of like shutting it off in a way or putting up your boundaries yeah. so that it's it's funny that you say your husband and sister are like oh since all this is like nope no nah, i'm good no nah, I, yeah. I don't see any of it i don't hear any of it um but that's that's a very handy tool too if you're um because you at five year old you're not asking to see a shadow person, no. a, a devil in your windowsill dancing around no. and fucking with you. Um definitely not. Right. So the like, you know, you hear the the mediums and stuff that um say they have to like turn off or regulate and stuff. So um it sounds like you've been very successful in in doing that, but um <laughs> Yeah, I mean, yeah, and I, don't ask me how I did it because I mean, I imagine it's all boundaries. Like now, in hindsight, I know how to set those things up, but I don't know how I did it at five or nine or whatever. You know well, what I mean? I'm, like, yeah, like it was just innate. But like, had I known then what I know now, I could have been much more efficient. You know, right? Um, like it would have stopped at five instead of having to like deal with the shadow people after that and things, you know? And also had I known then what I know now, I probably would be able to like turn it on at will, but like doing something intuitively as a child probably set me up to never be able to like access that because I've, I'm so set in that now, you know what I mean? Yeah. But and I mean, that's, that's kind of the whole premise of how witchcraft saved my life also is that like, that's why like every chapter, it's like my story. And if I had known, 
are like the two important parts of of each chapter for like what I went through, how I handled it then, essentially, and if I mm-hmm. had known then what I know now about magic and witchcraft, how I could have handled it. And then I get into like the whole lessons of it, you right? Like, I mean, the chapters are really built out of the lessons, but yeah. the two important things that inform the lessons are what happened and what I could have done if I knew better. Right, so, and I think that's a that's a good way to put it, not only for kind of like, this is what it taught me or what I can look back on now, but maybe somebody, you know, reads it and sees like their kind of path and like how they could deal with it in the moment too um and using witchcraft um because you know it's witchcraft is very empowering but yeah um, it, it's one of those things that uh and like you talk about like the little small things the mundane um you know that's just how we live our lives like we're not winning the lottery we're not <laughs> doing all this nope. shit we're trying to survive we're trying to make it through help out others and um go to work pay our bills um right and i loved how it was like it you're you're very down to earth you're just like this is what it fucking is like you know <laughs> yeah um i mean i listen i tried to win the lottery for a long time <laughs> like i tried so much magic for that it just i i was i was hurting myself you know, I, I was literally just beating myself up every time it failed and yeah. it, it wasn't like pure intentions and it just, it, it wasn't, it didn't come to fruition for a good reason. You know what I mean? And like, now I know to work small, you know, like I don't need the lottery. I need this bill paid. <laughs> like, right. let me figure that part out and then do the work that makes it because at the end of the day, winning the lottery is just like having it handed to you. And if, if we learn anything out of witchcraft, it had better be that you have to do the fucking work. Yeah. Especially with right? <laughs> I mean, literally, literally like nothing is going to be handed to me when I'm working with Hecate. Like, period. She's going to be like, okay, you want this? Cool, I hear you. I've got your petition. Like, I'm looking. Now, what are you going to do about it? Yeah. You know? I think that's I'll a- open the doors. I'll open the gate. I'll, I'll bust down the gate, right? But, like, you need to be there to help me bust it down. And you need to point out the gate. And you need to walk through the gate. And yeah, that I'll, gate might I'll have, like, a- hot coals. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I'll put a light on near yeah. the path but it'll be hard to see and you've got to make the choice but mm-hmm. i love how you put that in there too of um and i think that's the i mean that's something that i relate to with hecate is um and maybe it's my opposition as well to growing up in um like uh evangelical christianity and that idea mm. of um like santa claus jesus is santa um I never had the experience of working witchcraft and it and spells coming to fruition without these little, it's almost like I do the spell it, these little pathways open up for me. I take them and then boom, it, it kind of came out, but you know, I've seen the people that are just kind of like, Oh, I'm going to do this spell to get a job and they never apply or I Mm -hmm. want, I want a partner, but they never actually like, you know, get on grinder or anything, but, um, right. But no, um, but no, you do, you do have to do the work and, and it's not that idea of like, um, the capitalist idea of like, oh, if you're doing nothing, you're, but no, you can't, these things don't want to, and even working with spirits in my, um, uh, experience, they're not going to really do things for you. Same thing mm-hmm. with deities. If you just ask and do nothing, um, right. and then you'll, you will beat yourself up and you'll get very, uh 
disappointed or uh, doubt your magic, but you actually have to put in some some effort and you're going to make mistakes. You're going to fuck up. Um, oh, yeah. But I think that's another thing that Hecate is very pushy about. Like, well, this is your this is your fucking thing. Like, I'm just telling you, there's a there's an option out there. You have to fucking decide if you're going to want it bad enough. Um, so, you know, I felt like I was kind of led to do the podcast and then it got crazy and things happened and it got to the point where I didn't think it was going to continue. There were parts of me that were like, should it continue? And then there's just that like, it's do or don't like well yeah because that's because like hecta is like show me you want it like like she's like all right yeah like cool i'll hand this to you for a minute and then i'm gonna try and pull it back and if you fight for it then you get it right because she wants you to conquer like she wants you to embody those epithets that that she has attached to her and maybe i mean it would be impossible for anybody to embody all of her epithets but when it comes to things like that, like you're asking for something, you better show her that you're going to conquer, that you're going to be like, that you're going to tame this beast or, you know, that you're not going to be able to be broken down. Yeah. And I think it's, um, I think it's interesting. Um, and of, of course I'll put in a trigger warning at the beginning of this episode, but when you talked about um, the being under the, I almost said, I'm trying to remember, it doesn't matter the town, but being under the bridge and doing mm-hmm. the belt, and you saying it wasn't that I did didn't want to die. It was that I chose to push forward. And yeah, I, and I know it's different for everybody. And I know, you know, all of that. It, but I, I thought it was interesting of like that kind of realization where it's like I'm, I didn't stop because I didn't want to die. I just decided at that moment to push forward because I thought there was more for me to do. Uh, and I just thought that was so interesting. I mean, the story, the little excerpts you put in with your story, it's like, shit, like, it's very inspiring. And at the same time, like, how the fuck? I mean, obviously, there's a lot of synchronicities and, and things put in your path and a lot of work on your part. But to read that and see like where you're at now, it's like, holy shit. Um, right, right. Listen, like you, you gave me chills. So like when I was in Somerville underneath the, like a bridge, Somerville, South Carolina, it's like right outside Charleston. Um, not the best place to be homeless in first off. Cause it's not really a city. It's like a small town. And like, wh- I'm like sitting under that bridge and I, I was like, I'm done. I'm just going to suffocate myself or like asphyxiate, I guess would be, um, what that would be. And, um, it was like, not my voice, not me. But something else just felt like, no, not like this. And and I was like, we're done. I'm not going back to this bridge. I'm, I'm not. And I walked away and I went to a witchcraft shop. And then the right. witch just took me in. And they gave me a couch to sleep on. Like, I mean, it was just like once I, I was faced with this horrible thing, right? And then I'm like, well, I'm just, fuck it. And then once I decided, no, not fuck it, a light was shown. And that light led me to my next step. And like, if that hadn't happened I would have never got myself into college like literally that like fed into going to school and then that fed into me moving from South Carolina to Philadelphia and you know taking the next steps and then ultimately moving back to South Carolina at some point and meeting my husband and all of these things feed each other and every time I decide no I'm not going to let this stop me the the breakthrough comes in you know what I mean right 
and I, and I do like how you um, you add the resources too, um, which I don't think they were in my version, but you know the resources at the end oh, for yeah. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. because it's like I'm not gonna shy away from it, but I'm not gonna just like put it out there and be like sucks or I'm not gonna prepare you. So uh, I think you handled it very well too in sharing such like um, traumatic experiences and then g- using them as a gift like. Yeah. I suffered this so that maybe somebody doesn't have to do it alone. Um, if it helps you, great. If it doesn't, but um, yeah, there's definitely, you can see that like that little weave of magic throughout, like the witches are are there um, on your journey. So, and you're meant to, you know, for, for great things, but yeah, it was. Let's hope so. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you're like, I'll let you know when the book comes out. No, um, I'll keep you posted. <laughs> But it's just, yeah, to me, it was, um, I got to be honest, like, I, I I can't say that, I mean, people work personal stuff into their books, but it's mm-hmm. it's been a minute. Um, I can't recall that I've read uh, a pagan book with with that viewpoint. And I'm not saying that people don't go through stuff, like, don't get me wrong. Right. Um, and I'm not saying that because they don't, that doesn't make them valid. But the fact that you're willing to share that and and not shy away from like, this is the shit I did. And this is the shit that happened to me um, is important because, you know, right. there's a lot of people struggle. The fact that you were in sex work, I mean, you know, that's a that's a big thing that I think our, people are kind of coming to the light of like, we need to be supportive and keep an eye on yeah. it. You know what I mean? Like bring it to the forefront of of that. So it was very nice to read and kind of like, holy shit. And I knew, like I said, when I read the title, oh, there's going to be shit. He's from the South uh and <laughs> we all know how things go down here right um, especially if you're in part of you know any marginalized community whether that's the lgbtq or mm-hmm. anything that's not christian on a religion thing or just being a little bit different. right i mean right i um i don't know like so when i when i set out to to write this i really wanted to do something that i hadn't seen you know what I mean? And like I said, I'm not super well read. So like by no means have I read every witchcraft book ever or yeah, anything, right? Um, I mean, who can, right? Uh, especially with with game, like like big game publishing companies like Llewellyn. Um, like they're just putting out so much really good quality stuff. It's impossible to read it all. Yes. But I don't know that I've ever seen that you know like a person's actual personal life even in like blurb or blogs right like because i write for uh patheos pagan on the agora and like i don't see people really discussing their personal life they're like well this is magic or other people this or other people that but like when is anyone ever saying hey like i did this and i fucked it up like i lit this candle and i put herbs in it that caught it on fire and my whole house burnt down or anything like that you know like you don't see that people aren't like hey i'm not perfect and that's fine like obviously you want to have that authority if you want people to listen to you but i just felt like what gives me the authority to discuss it is like it's the proof is in the pudding like here is where i was and here is where i am now and it was actually termed recently to me and i'm going to start using this all the time and um thank you to cat the publicist at um 
Llewellyn for giving me this term, but I literally went from rags to witches. And um, <laughs> isn't that cute? She said that. And I'm like, I'm using this forever now. And um, like, that's the title know, like, of the second book. No, <laughs> what's that? Title of the second book. Maybe, no, <laughs> no, not the second. Maybe like the fourth. Maybe right. we'll work that into like the fourth or fifth. But, um, but yeah, like, I mean, it just like literally that's where the authority is. So I don't need to be all like, oh yeah, everything's great. And I don't think that everybody is out there saying everything's great, but I don't think, I think that in the pagan community, we shy away from being overly personal with what we share with the world. Right. Mm -hmm. And that it's all just um, esotericism and like, wooey or whatever and i just i'm not that person i'm i'm here on the earth i'm a human i'm stuck in the human condition just like you and everyone else and here's my flesh and i do fleshy things with it and like unfortunately i fuck up a lot and uh that's okay and you can too and it's okay also right i mean that's just like i think that people need to know that sometimes yeah and i think it's a it's a big difference in saying like I'm going to tell you a spell that helped me get my first job versus here's how I got from being homeless to being slightly less homeless to back to being homeless. But then I got, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, where it's just like, this is the, this is where I, what it is. And this is what I'm going to write about it, whether you relate or not, or whether it helps or not. But, and it's not even that I feel like some of them shy away. It's just, it doesn't like even have to come up in their writing. You know what I mean? Like some of the books right. don't have to be personal. They're just teaching you right. like their gnosis. But um, right. so many of us, it's like, yeah, this is my book on how I burn my house down from witchcraft and other right. exciting stories. Um, <laughs> right, right. And I just felt like, hey, that's the book I need to write right now. And then like, I think I think my own gnosis will come out. I, I mean, like, honestly, how I experience my witchcraft and my gnosis and everything, that's that's kind of where I want to go um, with, you know, the third or the fourth or fifth or 20th book. But like right now, I'm like, well, let me do this. And it's kind of a beginner thing. But there are things that anybody, like you've, you've been practicing and you're already like, oh yeah, that's a really interesting approach. I want to try that. So it, it does work for anyone, right? Yeah. But like, I mean, I think that there's room for all of it beginner's books, intermediate, masters, whatever. There's room for all of it. And I think that any author can fluctuate through all of it, right? Like, I think that, I don't know, like who's who's somebody who, I, I don't even know names, but like, let's say Joe Schmo, who always writes these like master magic books, then wrote a beginner book, like that would be totally valid, right? Because right. at the end of the day, everybody is somewhere and this book, my book might not be the one for you, but that other beginner book might be exactly what you need. Yeah, I think there's and vice um, versa. A lot of like the um, a lot of the books are geared towards uh, and the, and that sells and that's good and that's what people are interested in are the beginner type things and you know they say oh there's a shortage of intermediate but that's because when you get to a certain point you're you're just doing your thing off right. instinct and stuff and there's some basic stuff that you you learn like you even go into like let's. Let me teach you the gist about tarot. Um, but at the same time, when you're a witch that's been practicing for however long and you feel like the basics don't apply to you ever again, then you're going to miss something and you're not fulfilling. Like like I said, I've never shied away from reading 101 stuff because one, I am uh, really good at uh, 
what's the fucking thing? Um, mm. Not self-sabotage. It's the uh, imposter syndrome. Um, oh, yeah. Oh, not yeah. that I don't dabble in self-sabotage, but um, <laughs> right. you know, it's the imposter syndrome where it's like, do I know how to cast a circle? Fuck. But no, right. um, you know, it's just one of those things where I think if you if you get to the point in your ego and your practice where you feel like beginning <laughs> stuff and learning somebody else's, you know, insights that's just starting out, like, you, you know, that sometimes that's the best lens to look through because they're unbiased. They've they've not been jaded by um, witch talk and bullshit. You know what I mean? Like right. I don't think that magic has has room for ego. I think that like once ego becomes part of your magic, you're fucked. Um, I always think of the band Tool whenever I think about ego and magic in the same room because it reminds me of that song. Do you like Tool? Have you listened to Tool? Yes. Um, very okay, much so. I mean, like, who doesn't, right? Like, that's my right. opinion. But then, but then you find people who are like, I hate this, and I'm like, really? How? <laughs> like. Yeah. what's wrong with you um my husband hates it when I play tool um but like like you know they have that song reflection where he's like the moon told me it's secret um and like there's a million light reflections that shine upon me um and and everything and he goes into like having to like get rid of his ego and pull his head out and all this stuff right mm -hmm. and um and I just I think that that is one of the most amazing statements on magic Right, because like witches and the moon and not having the ego and realizing that, like, and it's a metaphor, obviously, but like, you know, all these other witches, all these other humans on the planet are are just like reflecting me and I'm just reflecting them. So like, essentially, we're all the moon and we're all reflecting the moon and we're all reflecting each other. And when we learn to take our ego out of it, we can then like get deeper into the truth of the source and esotericism and and everything right and so i just think that when it comes to performing magic if your ego is involved it it just it, it there's no room for anything else and how do you grow yeah you and can't grow you can't learn no not at all like i mean and that's the thing is like that's why you should always read 101 books like whatever like i'm i'm totally stoked about like thorn mooney's new book that's coming out soon um because it, it is that next step and i want to know I want to see what's in there, but like, I want to read one-on-one books because I'm like, well, I don't cast a circle the way everyone casts a circle. I don't cast a circle most of the time. Word you know what I mean? And I don't, I don't, I don't feel as though I need it. And so like, if I did, I would, but I wouldn't do it the way it's laid out in a book normally. So right. when I read these one-on-ones, I'm able to take parts of them. And I'm like, well, that makes sense. Like I just read, uh, God, I hope I don't, fuck this up jake richards yeah he wrote um he wrote uh backwards he just did the yeah no not backwards he his newest book it's uh the i just did a review on it and of course the name escapes me um something about conjure man yeah it's I, like I, I, it's like a sequel yeah i'm i've I'm seen it person. i need to get that oh my god there's a, so many books I'm a horrible human for not having the title like right there, but like I wrote the review for it. On you did a book me. club, right? No, so, um... right. I mean, like I'm out. I'm getting kicked out of the pagan community. Um, but anyway, he wrote this amazing book, right? And there's a lot of things in there that I want to use because it doesn't pertain. Like, I mean, there's like Psalms and stuff like that that I, yeah. I that doesn't work for me. But like he talks about covering your head during like specific spell casting and things like that and um and i was like oh shit 
this makes perfect sense. This is something that I want to use all the time. And then I realized like, I kind of do anyway. Like every time I take my offering, I have a hood on like period. Like, and it's just a fucking cotton hoodie, but like, it'll be summertime out and I'll put on a hoodie. It'll be sleeveless, but I'll put it on to go take out my <laughs> offering on like the new moon, you know? And like, it just makes sense. Like when I'm lighting my spell candles or working a spell or whatever, like I like to have something on my head and the whole like covering of your head so that something doesn't get in. Um, it just like made sense. And I never realized that I was doing it or that that's why it's a good thing to do. But then I read his book and I'm like, oh, this is brilliant. But also like, you and- have to keep the neighbors on their toes. You know what I mean? Like you have to look. Well, <laughs> I- I live on a good plot of land. My neighbors, my neighbors can't see me, but I mean, still, like if I were in the city, it would be brilliant. Right. It's <laughs> it like, well, like the weird they're neighbor. either sky clad or wearing these robes. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Um, but no, well, I'll have to do an episode on, I'll have to have you on and my brother Clayton and do an episode on Tool because I can tell you, I've always been a Tool fan growing up, but after becoming a witch and then listening, like, shit changed it's for me. totally different right listen it's like, like oh my god i feel like, so ashamed of myself as a tool fan sometimes because i was like in i want to say eighth grade ninth grade when i saw the first like tool sticker um where it's like the wrench with like the ball sack and yeah. it's basically like a penis like shaped like a wrench with tool on it and i saw that i was like oh that's cool and then i probably knew some of their songs because they were on the rock radio station but i didn't really know and then i spent so much time homeless like how do you get into music when you're homeless like you don't see movies and listen to music when you're homeless you're like how do i eat where where do i stay tonight like how do i smoke weed like things like that are the more important things at that moment right so like it wasn't until i don't know i was probably like 18 when i really dove into everything about tool and i was like oh my god this is brilliant but then now that i'm like so much further along like half my life later when i listen to tool i'm like oh my god are they witches <laughs> like <laughs> like are they witches like because they're bringing up things about shadow work and like okay yeah like you're talking about fisting someone but really you're not talking about fisting someone like this is this is self self work like well like i have a lot like, i have a lot to explain um, no, <laughs> um yes but no it's it's like yeah and i feel like you gain something when you listen to it but that's like a whole other episode but um yeah I, it, it is coming up on an hour now um okay. and it's been a blast talking to you but um likewise i'll try to wrap it up so we can both get to uh because i know you just got off work and um you know that we're going through a gas crisis right now that didn't oh need God. to happen but um it's so weird <laughs> it's been great having you if you want to plug your book if you haven't already heard about it through this episode and forgot it um like like you do with your books if you forgot the title <laughs> right so all right the title of the book is um how witchcraft saved my life practical advice for transformative magic you can get it anywhere that you buy books. Um, you can buy it on Llewellyn's website, on my author page. Um, you can follow my link in the bio on my Instagram. My name is Vincent underscore Higginbotham there. Um, the name is crazy, so I know you're going to have show notes. Um, yes. And you can follow the link to the book there and get it on Amazon. I mean, you can go anywhere. I suggest going to your local witchy shops and requesting them to carry it. Because I mean, the really, best like, idea. right. Because then we're helping them and we're helping me and we're helping Llewellyn. So like everyone wins. 
and you're and helping you get yourself. a book right away. Yeah, you don't have to. Um, read a book. <laughs> now, um, and what's the release date for that? Because I'm June 8th is what it says on the Amazon page. So I'm going with that. Okay, so when this comes out, you've got like at least a, a week, week and a half. Yeah, week like two weeks to get yeah. that pre-ordered, get it picked up. Um, go to your witch shops, call them, ask them if they're not already going to carry it. Um, but I think these local witch shops are doing good at keeping these like new releases going. Um, Listen, I actually frequent North Carolina because I love it so much. And Charlotte is like one of the places I go a lot. And um, I know that mm, I'm going to butcher the name because that's who I am. But the Curio. Yes. Curio. I love Gina. Um at this shop like she's amazing she's the shop owner and like she has confirmed with me that they will be carrying my book so if you're in charlotte go there and get it because i want her to make all the money right i think it's craft and curio craft and curio that and if is you're exactly in charlotte it is. thank you it's in like noda um and if yeah. you're in charlotte you know what that means um but yeah, yeah we'll have to uh you'll have to come in charlotte hang out um because we've been meeting all the cool neighbors our witch neighbors that we have um that's awesome in the south but uh yeah, so it's been great having you. I'll have to have you again when your uh, other books come out. Um, yes. And look forward to all the book club and the book reviews. Go check those out at Witch With Me and Witch With Books Clubs. Yep, go to Witch With Books. If you go to Witch With Books, there's links all over to go join the book club. I highly suggest joining the book club because we have Astrea Taylor um, and we have Guion Raven and Phoenix LeFay. So we're doing life ritualized and intuitive witchcraft for the first month and you can choose to do one or the other or i mean i assume if you can fit it into your life you could do both um but like i mean we've got a 30 percent uh coupon code for both the books if you purchase them through llewellyn i know that um Estrella is selling autographed copies also if you want to purchase through her mm -hmm. and then you know you can take any of the other routes but i highly suggest joining the book club as well because i'm like running it i'm like i'm like the the lead of it or something like that i don't even like to put labels on things but yeah i'm like but i'm kind of like the oprah of, uh, <laughs> <laughs> i'm not the oprah I, I one could only dream those are hashtag goals <laughs> um but yeah again i hope you have a good night thank you so much for coming thank on you. and thank you for um, having me can't wait till the book comes out in physical form we'll definitely be picking that up Thank you.